Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I once was blind, but now... You are listening to the Baha'i World News Service. This edition of the podcast is about a new musical called Henry Box Brown, which is on tour this month at the internationally renowned Fringe Festival in Edinburgh, Scotland. The performance which explores the themes of racial equality and unity is not designed to just entertain and educate. It is one of many examples of contributions to vital discourses in society. It is raising consciousness about fundamental Baha'i principles, such as the oneness of humankind, the elimination of all forms of prejudice, and justice. The musical stimulates rich conversations about the themes it explores and encourages audience members to take practical measures to contribute to race unity. I'm Mayor Mansouri, and I am the writer of Henry Box Brown. I was searching for a story that would tell a hero in American history who's African-American descent. I was at a book fair for a middle school for my nephew, and I saw this picture book called Henry Box Brown. And I was like, what is this? And it's about a slave who put himself in a box, and it's a children's picture book, like one line a page. So I thought, if somebody's written a children's book about it, we can turn it into a script. And so then I started asking for help in writing songs, at first with great rejection from everyone because they thought I was crazy. But then Hinton Battle, he's an African-American three-time Tony winner, and he heard a couple of the songs and he said, I'll get you some Broadway singers, we'll give you a great cast album that has the songs recorded nicely so the kids can go home and practice it. And of course the kids are excited to hear this music legitimately recorded. And then other folks got involved, like Mr. Ben Harney, the director, and eventually Jack Lenz, who really, with Frank Sanchez as the main arranger, composer, and co-creator of the songs, just lifted it. So it was really a combination of finding a good story and finding the right storytellers through music. I didn't want to go that bad Keep your hands on that plow Hold on Hold on Hold on I'm Jack Lenz, I'm from Toronto, Canada It's very rich because all of these songs that had come from oppression, that had come from forgiveness of the oppressors, and all of these songs that had come from songs that distracted you from the brutality of, of the life that you're in. And all of these songs connected to God, which is really what music is for. <laughs> Why we have it. We don't have it because it suddenly appeared. <laughs> It's always been connected to the worship of God and the universality and universality of sentiment and feelings that this kind of music brings forward, which is really the gratefulness to God, thankfulness to God, recognition of how important it is to have this sustaining power in your life 
and especially if you lived through slavery, you can imagine. I wish I could share all that is, all the love that's in my heart. Remove the hate, the pain and fear that rips us all apart. And kneel beside you here today, kneel with you and pray that we are friends today and all our yesterdays. A promise of light and color, promise of green hills and summers. Give me the chance, the one chance to be free. Never leave me alone. Seas of love, he is own. Promise of God above is love. I am Najee Brown. I'm a member of the cast of Henry Box Brown. He was unique because he knew how to read. The fact that he felt like the only way out was to ship himself in this very tiny box. The box that we actually use is probably double the size that he actually shipped himself in. It was very small. And he was willing to die, to be free. It speaks to now in a way that we don't really realize. In this world that we live in where everybody's kind of like a man for themselves or I'm going to get mine and I don't care about anybody else, no one's thinking like that, you know? No one's thinking about the, the freedom of others. That's the kind of strength that doesn't exist today. And if we looked at it like, you know what, I'm going to do whatever it takes for this freedom, we would be in a much better place. I think so. Ben Harney, director of Henry Box Brown, it is an amazing story of vision, heroism, boldness, courage, audacity. Um, and it is the, the backdrop, of course, is in a very merciless and unfriendly sort of circumstances, and the cost is high. And you realize that someone doing something like that didn't do it by themselves. What I've seen is, 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 is certainly um, uh, similar to my response, is that it's very timely. And that's both wonderful and kind of, wow, um, unfortunate, in that it seems to have elements of a story that click so consistently with things that are coming out in our world today, and they've always been there, you know, there's nothing new. The story of this man who was subjugated, who was literate, had skills and, and the ability to do many things, I'm just talking about just in his, his pure humanity, and had passions, deeply loved, ultimately his wife and children, was ripped from his mother and his early uh, bearings, ultimately got to the point where it was too much. and. In his case, rather than just succumb and give up, he became creative. I mean, what an amazing idea. I'll mail myself, you know, which also says he couldn't have done it by himself. He had to have help, both on this end and on that. So be strong, for I must in my crusade will be strong. For God's will must be obeyed And skin color never tells a man The way he should behave Though I'm free, I know How it feels to be enslaved I refuse The wounds are so deep And we all feel so inadequate To open wounds we can't close To compare our own pain Any of the atrocities in modern day 
is just not comparable. So it actually is really difficult and painful to conduct any discourse on the subject of race and not feel ill-equipped to do it. So it was really easy for me to look to music and to true stories and then to dig deep beyond the obvious of who the heroes are. And at first, when we did this production, it was all about the African-American kids and the African-American heroes. And then we started performing it for general audiences. And a lot of Caucasian families came, not just the families of the kids. And we put surveys to them. We asked them, is this production empowering to your sense of championing racial justice or discourse on the topic? And all the parents would say it was a fantastic show. They loved it very much for their children. They wanted their children to know about black history. But the answer to empowerment was always no. So we went back to the drawing board and we thought, how do we create not just discourse, but a sense of ownership? And our discourse was in the form of post-show conversation with the audience and post-show interaction, even audience engagement where we get up and move. So the first part of it was to just really look at these questions. And when we went back to the drawing board, we found that Henry had a couple of friends who made the ultimate sacrifice, who were white. The guy that did six years of jail time the guy that gave up his congregation, his church, his livelihood, his faith to be a partner in not continuing this. So when we started putting these folks back in that were true to his life, it just became another show. Like the first half of his show is a whole other story than the second half when he becomes a traveling musician. And the audiences started to really respond differently. And the conversation changed from, oh, it's a terrible thing that happened to black people in America around the world to, oh, I can do something. I can make sacrifice. So I think when the conversation becomes more introspective and more reflective of our own selves as parents, as teachers, as society, the discourse for us is very, very much part of the audience experience. We've kept the show at a very tight hour and a half. And so when it's over, we think there's just enough room to begin sort of the appetizer course of what is meaningful conversation about this and how do we get you up from your seats and physically interact with you as the audience and then ask them to participate in a pledge of action. It could be a book club, it could be take you to movies, anything that you think you can do in a small, large, scalable to your life. And so that's, for us, the discourse is not a one-stop shop. It has to permeate some kind of continuity. So our hope is that when people bring their friends they sign up to say, you know, they fill out the pledge card, I'll start a book club, whatever they want to do, and then we will send their pledges back to them in a self-addressed envelope in four months and see how they are and invite them back. So hopefully the theater becomes the village that comes together again. workshops the conversations get really heavy <laughs> I remember doing them and sometimes I have to take a step back you know because you're dealing with a lot of different opinions and you're tackling a lot of heavy subjects about what they just saw you know racism unity I learned a lot about the way people think and I learned patience because not everybody understands 
why things like this are important. But those conversations help put things in perspective. You're hearing a lot of people's perspectives about the way they grew up. And and I know 100% that people are walking away feeling like they learned something. I wanted to look at opportunities to elevate the conversation with children, to not dumb it down, and to really see them as agents of change, as positive change, as voices of change, and to inspire them through stories that are age appropriate, and then also to use theater as a tool for moral reasoning. And of course, being from Iran and the largest non-Islamic minority religion, the Baha'i faith, knowing how much injustice has gone on. That freedom of conscience, I think, would be the common theme of these productions, and in particular, the Henry Box Brown. The freedom is not just actually the slavery and the institution of slavery and the immorality of it all, nor is it the immigrants and the immigration story and the not seeing humanity as one, but actually the opportunity for the white person to find freedom of conscience because he too was in bondage, as the play will say. So for me, I needed freedom of conscience to be a practicing Baha'i in Iran. I was deprived of that freedom. So it wasn't just the physical turbulence of escaping, but the turbulence of not having freedom of conscience. As a black person, sometimes we are, I can say growing up, you're taught to be ashamed of your history and slavery. The reason why we don't talk about it as much is because we're ashamed of it. By doing this play, it taught me that there's a strength in our ancestors and that I should be proud of who they were, what type of people they were, and that their struggle is the reason why I'm here today. It's probably the most incredible experience of my life. All of God's children need to hold on. I know that it will, will be. be.
You're listening to the Baha'i World News Service, reporting on major developments and endeavors of the global Baha'i community. For more information, visit news.baha'i.org.